Master of the House and the Sunday Sprinkles. Family road trips in the 1980s required the use of a long-lost art, that of finding agreement between two adults and two teenagers about audio entertainment for the journey. To this day, I know every syllable of every song of the Travelling Wilburys album, as well as the show tunes of the blockbuster musical Les Miserables. The squirrel's parents were in the restaurant business. As such, the firm favourite track was Master of the House. Victor Hugo's Monsieur Thénardier was the innkeeper who inadvertently saved the life of Marius's father while looting the dead in the immediate aftermath of the Battle of Waterloo, and the character that was memorably played by Ali G in the 2012 movie version of the epic. Every word of the lyrics hit a button, but in a truly acrobatic narrative segue, the following verse made me think about principal protective notes of all things, and those who structure and sell them. This is our topic for today. Charge him for the lice, extra for the mice, 2% for looking in the mirror twice. Here's a little slice, there's a little cut, 3% for sleeping with the window shut. When it comes to fixing prices, there are a lot of tricks I know. How it all increases, all them bits and pieces. Jesus, it's amazing how it grows. Now hear me out before your eyes glaze over. This is more than a cautionary tale about the hidden costs embedded within these products. Yes, we're going to review what the big shorts Jared Vennett memorably describes as the sprinkles and cherry on the Sunday being bought by America's angriest hedge fund. We're going to look at ways in which you might be able to keep most of the sprinkles for yourself, as well as review the impact of the renewed popularity of these structured notes on broader markets. It is much more significant than you might think. Michael Ashton, aka the Inflation Guy, published a superb piece on his blog um, the other day entitled How the Fed Saved Structured Note Issuance. In it, he observes that increases in interest rates and lower implied volatilities for options over equity indices have injected new energy into the private note structured product market. He provides the simplest example of a PPN. Most PPNs incorporate much more exotic payoffs for sprinkles enhancement reasons, shall we say. This is the red flag. As Michael says, from the standpoint of a dealer, the more exotic the better, because the harder it'll be for you to price it, and the more profit, therefore, they can book on it. So his example is as follows. I might issue a note that will pay you 60% of the total gain in the S&P 500 over the next five years, but if the S&P is lower in five years, you'll still get your money back. What witchcraft is this, I hear you cry? Well, it's actually pretty simple. Your pr private banker takes your money and reinvests 80% of it in zero-coupon treasury strips and takes the balance of the funds off to Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley to buy a long-dated S&P 500 call spread. He packages the two products together, puts a fancy name on it, and there you have your PPN. The problem is that there are many mouths that, that need feeding in that creation. Your PPN may be commission-free, but your private banker is going to be rewarded with a, a seriously generous sales credit. Then the plumbing needs to be paid for. Those structurers and lawyers do not come for free. The note-issuing bank needs to be compensated for the use of its balance sheet. Then the dealer, writing the equity call spread, needs his bit of the action. Those traders call it edge. You get the general idea. Did I hear you say that your private banker just offered you principal protection with 60% of the upside in the S&P 500 for the next five years? Well, how about 90%? Middlemen are expensive, so you can keep the sprinkles and the cherry 
on the Sunday if you want to. I give you the Blind Squirrels DIY PPN and you can click the video in the newsletter for a walkthrough of that structure. But don't worry, the Blind Squirrel Structured Products Desk is not open for business. I'm not going to sell you this note because it involves you becoming implicitly short the biggest option of all, cash liquidity. By all means, buy the XPX call spread if you like the payoff profile. Just hold on to the other $400,000. Duration risk is not extreme with five-year strips, and I do not want to digress into a debate on inflation and Fed hiking paths from here. However, I'd be pretty relaxed about wearing reinvestment risks for the next couple of years. We may be getting close to terminal rates, i.e. not many, if any, in more further, further interest rate hikes. But I see fewer near-term rate cuts than what is currently implied by the interest rate futures market pricing. Keep your money in T-bills, earning 5.4% in, in readiness for bargain shopping when those higher for longer rates start really breaking things in asset markets. So why am I talking about PPNs? I may be gently teasing private bankers about their expensive gear that they're selling to their very wealthy clients, but the important takeaway is that structured products are not a niche activity. Global issuance volumes in, in a post-GFC yield-starved world have been actually enormous. I've mentioned Russell Clark in Dispatches before. He's done a lot of work looking at Asian structured note issuance, um, and I've provided a link to his, 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 his website there, highly recommended. This market really is very large indeed and has blown up many financial institutions' P&Ls in the past. It's worth looking into. Furthermore, the hedging, around, hedging activity around the issuance of these notes has a significant impact on the equity market structure that we interact with on a daily basis, which brings me to Chen Kasan and his lady with the donut inflatable meme, which he keeps on putting out on Twitter. If Chem ever retweets this meme after you have just bought some S&P put options, brace yourself to lose some of your premium. This donut lady is as heuristic for VANA effects, i.e. positive fund flows hitting the S&P 500 from option dealers unwinding their short SPX futures hedge positions as implied volatility falls. Chem frequently and generously shares his knowledge on the equity volatility complex. He's been vocal on how structured product issuance has created a situation whereby volatility is currently oversupplied in the market. This has the effect of dampening realized volatility in cash equity markets, attracting even greater equity allocations from vol targeting funds. If you're not familiar with Chem's work, watch him discuss this issue on Real, Real Vision a couple of weeks ago. I provided a link in the letter. This hedging flow, in combination with physics, i.e. the natural path for markets is up, corporate share buybacks, um, 401k and other largely passive saving flows all have the effect of driving the main indices higher until the point at which an exogenous macro event unpins that tinderbox of volatility. That point is buckle up time, think 2018's Volmageddon or the March 2020 Covid crash. Today, PPNs and structured products and how they're hedged are an important component of an equity market structure and create yet another layer of market fragility. Ignore them at your peril. Also, if you're planning to buy long-term upside in the S&P 500, keep the sprinkles and cherry for yourself. Monsieur Tenardier will be absolutely fine. That's all for the front section this week. Um, there is a full Acorn review and portfolio update in the second section of the letter.
Have a great week.